Hello there, it's Jamila Jamil. Are you by any chance listening to this podcast promo while out on a walk? If so, good for you. That's going to make both your mind and your body feel better. On my podcast, I Weigh this month, we're going to be exploring mental health and talking to amazing guests about other things that you can do to make yourself feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. to collapse town and into now respectively this is are you talking rem remi the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things rem this is good rock and roll um music welcome to the show welcome back Another episode, finally. Welcome back. Uh, I believe we are at the end of June and uh, doing another episode of Are You Talking R.E.M. Me? And uh, I want to welcome you to the show. My name is Scott Ackerman. I'm one of the hosts. Uh, I am the currently less famous host, although who knows what can happen? Who knows? Maybe I mean, by the time this episode drops, uh, you'll be canceled. I'll be canceled in one way or another. <laughs> one way or another. Which way do you think it's going to happen? I don't know. Either canceled from television or canceled from the human race. Look, we've all been on shows that have been canceled, certainly. But yeah. us being canceled? What? Oh, no. Uh, actor Adam Scott today was officially canceled, canceled. as a person. <laughs> that would be so awesome if, like, it got so official that, like, the New York Times just started having to report yeah, it. That, that they were canceled. <laughs> Um, you know I, who I'd like to cancel? Who's that? Scott. I can think of uh, certain orange-haired politicians. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ronald McDonald? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, I got picked up for the back nine, so that's very exciting. Ooh, that's really, <laughs> um, really exciting. But uh, across the, I call this thing a table hmm. uh, for me, is uh, the currently more famous half of the RU. T-R-E-M-R-M duo. You know him from currently not really doing a lot, but um, are you in any movies or anything? Oh, no, you're in that uh, Big Little Lies. The lies keep getting bigger and littler at the same time. That's right. And that's on TV right now. And is that why you're doing this episode today, to promote it? I'm promoting uh, (laughs) BLL2. Because as anyone knows... If you want to promote something, if you want that wide reach, you come do the REM podcast. <laughs> Adam Scott is here. Hi, guys. Give us some uh, bigger, littler lies, spoilers. What happens in the last episode? What's, I, is this a mystery show? I've, as you know, I've never seen it. I never will. I don't know what uh, it's about. I, every once in a while, I'll read a tweet or something yeah. that's like, is it a murder mystery or something? What like it's is it nice. is it an Agatha Christie thing? What is this? Let me just start by saying it's always nice uh, to have the support of your friends. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not gonna. I I feel like if I try to define it, it's gonna spoil something for you. So that's why they have dictionaries. Dictionaries should have spoiler alert right on the cover. Exactly, it spoils. Oh, all you want to know what a book is? Spoiler alert. 
You're holding it. I want to. I I don't want to know what any words mean because exactly. it spoils them. For because me. I just want to. I want to read a word. T R E E. Huh. Who knows? And then I go out and see it, and it has it on it, and it has it like carved into it. That's right. And I go, oh, that's what that word was that I was just reading. And then I find it out as I go. Is my level your level's fine? Low because Scott's incredibly loud. In I'm my ears. shouting. And I, I can't, I can't hear myself. You have a very, uh, you have a lower voice. You have a more. Uh, That's not what that means. Usually, I can hear myself. There, we're bringing you up a little bit. How's I don't that? Know. You enjoy that? Let me see. Yeah, yeah, that's better, guys. Thanks. I appreciate that. Sure, no problem. You want to rise up to meet me? I want to try to play on your level. When I go high, you want to be as high as I am. Yeah. Instead when you go high, low. I go higher. <laughs> love it, love it, love so it. So what is Big Little Lies about? Seriously, it's about what? Yeah, it's there's about... a murder mystery element to it, sure. An element? So that's yeah. just part of it? Oh, there's a, I, a lot I can tell you, on. if a murder happened in my life, everything else would fall by the wayside at, sure. that, at that point. You sure. know, like there wouldn't be any drama at home going on. No. There wouldn't be any subplots. You'd be it like, would, hold up. Let's solve this murder. Someone got murdered. <laughs> this, this is, is fucking, fucking crazy. Nuts. Yeah. I don't know what else to do for like weeks. Well, it's not exactly a murder, but maybe it is. Uh, but yeah, there's a death and uh, everyone has to process and uh, mm-hmm. figure it out. So, but what? Figure out how they're processing. Process the figuring out of the processing of themselves. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you're really bad yeah. at describing no, what no, the no, show no. is. This is, I'm reading from the official Oh, synopsis. this is the official yeah. si- Oh, my gosh. What do you, uh, Adam just uh, took out what I call a Kleenex and started, uh, what is it, snot? Wiping snot from your uh, nose? What's going on? No, the, I've uh, blood uh, seeping from my left eye, which is oh, wow. a God. little weird. But. Yeah, oh, my God. I just am noticing that. Yeah. Uh, what is that from? Oh, man. Ah, that looks know. painful. I don't know what's going on. Huh. Did anyone hit you in the face or give uh, you a, give you an open-handed smack or something? Well, I mean, on the way here, just on the way up the stairs, I saw just one of the security guards here. Sure, yeah, we have a lot because it's, uh, you know, a lot of celebrities coming in and out of here. fortified place. Mm-hmm. I said, and I said to him, hey, why don't you go fuck yourself? Right. What was he doing? Was he was just walking uh, down, and he really? said, "Hi, how are you?" And I said, "Hey, why don't you go fuck yourself?" Why would you say something just like as that? Is a is a hello? Is a general greeting? That's not a nice greeting. Well, I figured he's a security guard. He gets that kind of stuff all the time, and that's probably what they take as what a he's friendly. used to. Yeah, and then he he uh, well, what he did was he. Bunched up his hand, um, like uh, took all. Yeah, each I see. What, finger. I, I see what you're doing. You're making a fist. We call that making a fist. Oh, okay. Because he curled all of his fingers and yeah, pressed that's, them into that's his. That's exactly palm. what happens. Yeah. And I mean, then his thumb. Uh-huh. He wrapped that right up with the rest of the fingers. Yeah. You don't want to do it underneath the fingers. That's how you break your thumb. Exactly. So he had it on the outside. Outside. Yeah. Exactly. That's making a fist. That's standard making a fist. Okay. Well, whatever you want to call it, I call it. A bending all of your fingers, pressing them into your palm, and then putting your thumb along with the rest, but oh. not underneath on the Okay, outside. that's just going to take way too much time if you and keep saying that. he took that fist and he pointed it at my you face. You just called it a fist, by the way. Well, I'm just going by your definition. Oh, I see. It's the first time I've ever used that word. Okay. And he- You've never said fisting before? 
Well, I've used the word fisting. Of course I've used the word fisting. What did you think fisting. it meant? I, I just thought it meant regular intercourse. <laughs> Is there some other? Never mind. All right, let's move on. What he did he do with that, this? quote unquote, fist and he pressed it into my eye. Into, so he pressed it or he propelled it with force and then uh, returned no, it to. he gently set it upon my face and then <laughs> held the back of my head and just pressed Ow! that fist into my eye until. Game of Thrones it, style? It started bleeding. Yes, just like um, the mountain. Oh my God. Yeah, it looks terrible. It well, hurts. You should learn how to be nicer to people. Why don't you go fuck yourself? I'm used to it, so. Okay. Um, Agree well, to disagree. Welcome to the show. Uh, we we have a big show. Okay, we have this is a, man. Do we ever a giant giant show? We uh, the the bulk and majority of this show uh, will be devoted to our recent and when I say recent, I mean a couple of days ago appearance up in San Francisco at Clusterfest, where we did a a live. Are you talking REM Remi uh, to about? Uh, uh, quite a, a large number of people. I'll, I'll wait to say how many until we get to it. But do you uh, have an official count? I have an official-ish c- count. Yes, and uh, uh, that is going to be the majority of the show with uh, a bunch of surprise uh, surprises to the audience at the time. Uh, but uh, our our big surprise guest was a uh, founding member of the band REM. REM. Peter Dollar Bill himself came out and did the show with us. And that's very exciting. We'll be talking about that, and you'll hear the entirety of that show coming up. Um, But I think before we get to that, bigger news uh, out of the REM uh, camp, and uh, specifically, are you talking to REM, Remy, is I have a new iPod. Whoa. Yeah. Can I see it? No. Okay. Can I look at it? No, I'm going to hide it. Okay. Is that the new one that just came out? This is the new one. Now, fans of the show, if you've heard this show before, Adam has been making fun of my ClickWheel iPod for years. And he says, why do you have a ClickWheel iPod? Okay, but I'm about to start making fun of something else. Go ahead and explain your new iPod. You're going to make fun of this iPod? Well, go ahead. Just finish what you're doing and then I'll... Explain so Adam, to you why what you're doing is stupid. Adam has constantly said, why do you have a ClickWheel iPod? You should just stream all your music. And I say, well, because they take stuff down off of streaming. I like to own my music. Who takes stuff down off of streaming? See, we're going to get started on this. And it's What do you mean, who? The record labels. Constantly. When? Stuff isn't available, then they take it off of services. What do you mean, when? This happens all the time. What streaming service? Tidal. They take stuff up and down uh, off of Tidal all the time. Like, okay. suddenly, all of Radiohead's albums will be on there, and then but then they'll be off. You know, really? Ha- yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah, that's terrible. This guy, he doesn't even know, and yet he still makes fun of me. The streaming service I subscribe to, everything seems to be available all the time. But, but you don't care. You See, that's the thing. You're not a guy about specifics. You know, you're, you just breeze through life (laughs) and this happened at the festival too. Like I had to make sure that my passes, like they wanted me to go pick them up and then they were going to say, okay, they're going to be in the van for you. Meanwhile, yours are delivered right to your room. Yeah. Not mine. No. No. They, I got in the van and they said, you don't have your pass. We're not taking you to the show. Yeah. I figured it all out ahead of time. Oh, no, you didn't, by the way, because I know the behind the scenes. <laughs> well, Audrey you, figured it out yeah, all. You just time. breeze through life and people just do things for oh, you. Oh, that's and so, sort of true about some <laughs> stuff, but not everything. But this is what I mean about the, uh, why are you, stop looking at your fucking watch. Listen. We're here to record. It, okay. 
But this is, have you seen one of these? It's an Apple. It's yeah. nice. Okay. The Those. band looks very cheap, but the actual watch itself. The looks, band is, it, it looks It cheap. looks like a sweatband or something. It's it's sort of, it's <laughs> it like looks, the athletic, I, I it's easier. You look like you're, you're but I do, starring in the movie Perfect from I 1984. A, ooh, thank you. Um, so in, in any case, uh, I said, well, you know, I like to own my music and this click wheel iPod has the biggest capacity out of any, they haven't made yeah. an iPod touch that has a bigger or equal capacity. So, so you download everything to it? I download everything to it. Yeah. I sync it to. Must take forever. So, no, it's very quick. Okay. So, uh, So how many gigs does that hold then? This one has somewhere in the range of like 200 or something like that. So it's really, above, yeah, it's above the 160, wow. which was the click wheel. So as soon as they announced it, I bought it and I enjoy it. And so I have a, a nice new iPod. So huh. you, so now go ahead and make fun of me for whatever reason. Well, why don't you just use your phone? Your phone has the same. Cap no, it uh, doesn't. The same, it, it has the same music app as your it has, iPod. But it doesn't have the capacity. What okay. was I just talking about? So you're still stuck on this, like, I need to have all of my music Not downloaded all, but as uh, on my Yes, thing. I don't like to stream in the car. Okay. I like the music that I like. I like to own it. I like to download it. Because, look, in fact, Khalees, her second album, they just put it on streaming services just the other day. And it's been unavailable for years. I've had it for 20 years. So you you don't stream. You only purchase and download. You don't yes. stream at all. Occasionally I'll stream in the house sometimes. Okay. If, if it's So you like, belong to like Spotify and Tidal just in case you yeah. feel like Well, Cool Up likes Spotify as well. So she mainly streams. Uh, but I like to actually have all the stuff. And I like to put it into playlists and curate it and stuff like but that. But you can still put it into playlists if – it's if you're subscribing and sure, it's streaming. But right? it, again, it doesn't have everything that I have. I have hundreds of thousands of songs yeah. that are not available on streaming services. So you're you're spending way more money than you would be spending if you just subscribed to Apple Music. So now you're making it about a money issue. Well, but, but it's because before your only your only defense was was ease. Yes, and I, now you're now you realize you've lost that argument, and now you're spinning it off I, into like penny I pinching. Lost nothing. Here's what <laughs> no, because I used to do the exact same thing. I had an iPod Classic that I updated like twice a week. It was only for my car. It held every, my entire library. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Mm -hmm. It got stolen from my car eventually. But and so I loved having that hard drive I could carry around. It had all my music on it. But then once streaming became uh, as convenient as it is now, uh, and I could just stream everything through my phone, I just sort of stopped doing that. And all my purchased music is mixed in with the streaming. I don't. I actually don't know which is which really anymore. But it's all in one place. Oh my god! Why did I even start this? Okay. I anyway, think I just Adam won Scott the argument. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's the big news. Oh, other big news out of the REM camp. I don't even know if you know this, but just breaking today. Do you know about this REM news today? No. Do you know? I don't think Do so. You know? Uh, who's the lead singer of uh, the band we talk about? Wait, wait, which band? Uh, uh, it's in the title. Hariam. Hariam. Uh, interviewed for, I believe, an Italian outlet. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, e even though the translation may be wonky, apparently says he has 18 solo songs ready to go. Whoa. Really? Yes. That's very exciting. So when it comes out, 
we will do another episode. Oh. You can make damn sure of that. That is huge news, actually. Yeah, yeah. Has it? I haven't really seen. I, haven't, I guess I haven't checked my usual. What are your usual? I don't know. Pitchfork, stereo gum. Is it in those places? It's in one of those places. Yeah, or yeah. someone sent it to me. I think. Um, but yeah, so that's very exciting. We'll be uh, dealing with that as it comes up. So um, let's get to the uh, topic at hand, which is the um, our uh, live show that we just did yeah. uh, up in San Francisco. I want to give a little bit of background about it because we don't really go into it during the actual show itself. And I think there's a cool element to it that we didn't really discuss during the show. And I would love to just talk about it uh, before people listen so that they can enjoy it while it happens as much as we enjoyed it while it happens. Yeah, it was, um, I didn't see it on Pitchfork, unfortunately. Okay. Um, it was, uh, on, please. Can it we was, just like get to the fucking part of the show? Can we go off mic just for one second? Okay, yeah. Scott, I feel like... Um, I feel like today it's just one disappointment after the other with you and Wait, and I'm me. disappointing you? No, or? you're I'm disappointing you. That's true. Yeah, okay. that's a fair assessment of it. Oh, okay. That's, Why are you looking at your watch? Well, this time I wanted to know what time it was. <laughs> See, I just disappointed you by looking at my watch. People look at their watches all the time. But George constant- Bush looked at his watch during a debate and it lost him an election. Yeah, this should lose you an election. Uh, by the way, us being hosts are an elected position. <laughs> oh, shit. So. Have I told you I'm running for president? Of Are you talking R.E.M. Re. Me? Yeah. I want to be president. No, no, I'm running for Why president. Why am I always vice president? Election day is in November 2020. So we start campaigning now. You can campaign if you want, but I already started. Uh, all right, I'm starting now too. Okay, did a little bit late. Oh, shit. I was hoping you wouldn't. I well, wanted to run unopposed, but if you. Yeah, I'm starting. November 2020, you can elect one of us as president. Vote for Adam. Vote for, for Scott Ackerman. Vote for, for Adam president. Scott. For people are going to get fucking mixed up because our names yeah. are all they're inter- too similar. Oh, so vote God for vote for Scott. Vote for, for Adam. Vote, vote for, for Scott. Adam. I'm going to run as Adam. I'm changing my name. No more Scott. Just Adam. Just Adam. Yeah. Like the guy in the Bible at the beginning. That's right. And my logo is going to be a leaf and a. Big Dom. <laughs> okay. <Behind it? laughs> okay. So it was an exciting weekend. It was an exciting lead up. Okay. So here's what here's what happened. We we, uh, we oh got- let's go back on Mike. Oh yeah. So hi everyone. We're back. Um, so we got an offer to do uh, this live. Are you talking REM Remy? And um, was where you were very excited to do it. And of course mm-hmm. we didn't know what we would do during the show and. Uh, we assumed that it was going to be like most other festivals I've done, like Outside Lands or what what have you, where there's uh, like a tent and there's maybe 500 people in the tent or something like that. And so that was our perception of it, or or at least what we, uh, when we were visualizing it in our minds, that was kind of what what we imagined it was going to be. So we had never been to Clusterfest. We didn't really know what it was. So we didn't have anything planned for the show. And uh, this band reached out to me on Twitter and the band is called Dead Letter Office. They're from Buffalo, New York and they are an R.E.M. cover band and they reached out to me on Twitter and said, hey, do you need a uh, backing band for the show? And I thought, well, that's a cool idea and I remember I sent it to you and um, sent you a video that of them performing in a bar and you were like, whoa, these guys are great 
And um, so I kind of had that in the back of my head of like, oh, okay, that could be something that we could do that could be fun, you know. Um, uh, but I but I hadn't reached out to them, to them at that point. Then, out of the blue, out of the, the f- clear blue clear sky, blue sky, I get an email from my my agent who says, "Hey, Bartholomew, our, Bartholomew." And Barty, as I call him, says, hey, would you like to have Peter Buck on the show? What? 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 Is this an episode of What, What, What? I believe it is. What, what can I say when I so want you? What can I do? What can I say? Hey, everyone. Welcome to What, What, What? This is the show. Oh, what, by the way. What? I'm Scott. This is Scott. Oh, this is Scott. Hey, what's up? What, 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 what's up? And this is the show where we say what three times. What? 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 See ya, bye. Bye. What, what can I say when I so want you? What can I do? What can I say? Was, uh, I, don't I don't know. about the staying power yeah, of that. Yeah, I don't know. It feels it's, a little light. Yeah, it seems like they would need to put a murder mystery in it or something yeah, like that to get something. people interested in. Or at least... Sort of a murder mystery, yeah. Just something a human element. That's so, what it something needs. to hook people Stakes. into. Because you can't just watch that or people just sitting around talking about their lives. You need to like add some, y- yeah, yeah, and or their lies, or just uh, three what's. It might yeah. not be enough. Now, maybe four, but I will give it four stars. Yes. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Um. So they said, do you want, do you want Peter Buck to be on this show? I don't, I, and at this point, I don't know who reached out to him. Did he reach out? To, uh, I, I didn't, but w- I sent it to you and we both just wrote back. Yes, please. You know, yeah, we're, we're like, like sure. Uh, how about this is at the top of the world's stupidest fucking questions? Uh, yeah. What's it, what's it number two? Number two? <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? I don't have the energy right now. You don't have energy? Uh, what do we need to do? Do we need to do some jumping jacks? What needs to happen? Uh, I could, uh, w- when we have a break, I'm going to go get a cup of coffee. How about that? <laughs> but we're going to a break and then we're not coming back from it. So you're just going to be energy less? Oh, are we not going to no. come back at the end and, and kind no. of catch everyone and tell Catch them? everyone up on what? On what we were doing while After the we show? Were, well, because we're playing it in real time. We're going to play the entire show while yeah, we're gonna, we sit here. Yeah, but we're going to talk about it before and then never okay. come back. All right. Um, so in any case, we are just like, yes, of course we would like to have Peter Buck on the yeah. show. I don't know how this is happening. And they write back and say, oh, okay, call him at this number. Yeah. Should I give out the number? Yeah, let's give it out. <laughs> it's 222-222-222-222-222. What, what, what? <laughs> so... We're just like, what? We're just supposed to call him? And we were recording the last episode, I believe, with uh, with Ezra on that day, I think, or something. I can't remember exactly. I don't remember. But we were here in the studio, and we got that email. We'd gotten it, no, the, day, I was we'd here, gotten it the day before. I was here just to take the picture for that episode. Oh, right, right. Yeah. So we, um, we, we got that email the day before I saw you in person, and yeah. neither of us called him that day. No. And then we saw each other the next day. This is 24 hours later, and we're like, should we? Should we call him? No. Should we call him right now? So we get into that little room over there. We call him up. He literally answers, I would say, on the first ring or in the middle of the first. Like it goes, yes. hi. <laughs> Just immediately answers yeah. the phone. 
And we and I'm, we're calling from one of our numbers, which is like he doesn't know what it is. Yeah. And um, we ask him to do this show, and he says, "Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, just so uh, easy. Yeah." And um, well, we said, "Do you want to come? You can come record with us, or we can go to you record with you, or we have this live show in San Francisco that you that right. you probably heard about." And, and he was like, "Yeah, that's the one I want to do. The yeah. live show. Yeah, that sounds great." Now, what I found out later is uh, I think the Clusterfest people uh, also represent him or something like that. So they uh, they knew they could get okay. a message to him. Um, but it just seemed like very much – no one ever told us that. I'm no. like, oh, hey, by the way, we know Peter Buck. And it can seemed get- almost supernatural how <laughs> it came together. <laughs> it seemed like the show Supernatural yeah. running for 12 seasons. That's right. And then canceled. And very handsome men at the at – the, above the title. <laughs> Um, meaning us. Yes. <laughs> um, so, um, so the, and then we had said, okay, well, you know, what would be really fun is if Peter would, we, we had the idea of having this REM cover band there, but we didn't want to have an REM cover band be there. If that was something that Peter did not want to have happen yeah. on the same show. Like if he was like, oh no, I would prefer it just be like us three talking. Yeah. We had not reached out to Dead Letter Office at the at the right. time, so there, you know, no, it wouldn't have been. But we were thinking like that would be awesome to have Dead Letter Office play at the show. Play but we still show. hadn't really thought about what we were going right. to do. So we tentatively or very hesitatingly asked Peter Buck, "Hey, what do you think about us having this REM cover band there? Um, and would it be fun if you played with them? Yeah." And you could play with them or you could not play with them or they could not be there, whatever version of it you're interested in doing. And he kind of went, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) It was all really easy. And he couldn't be nicer. Couldn't have been nicer. And it was just like, okay, well, we're going to surprise this band and have you come out and play with them. He goes, yeah, yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. So uh, he said, he said, you will have to tell me what songs are so I can learn them. Right. Yeah. Because he hasn't, I guess, played these songs in a number of years. Yeah. So uh, we hung up with him and we wrote to everyone and said, I guess he's doing the show with us. Yeah. And they and they wrote back and said, yep, uh, we just talked to him. Yep. He'll be doing the show with you. So at that point, we're two months something out, like that. something before yeah. the show. And we realize we have this great concept of what's going to happen in the show. So I reach out to the band Dead Letter Office on Twitter, and I'm trying to keep it cool. And um, I just write back something like, hey, yeah, we are actually interested in having you guys. What is what's you know, are, are you free that weekend? Yeah. Are you are you are you able to do it? I not knowing where they're from. I, I guess I had assumed they were San Francisco local. Yeah, you did. Um and then uh, they they got back to me. Scott, uh, the drummer, uh, became my contact person, and uh, he got back to me and said, "Yeah, we are definitely available. We would, you know, have to fly from Buffalo all the way out from Buffalo to do it. Uh, we'll all have to take like a little bit of time off work too." Yeah, <laughs> it was like. And then the thing is, is like the entire time I'm talking to them, I just want to say, "Oh, you, y- it'll be." You'll think it's worth it at the end because yeah. Peter Buck is going to play with you, but I yeah. can't tell them that. Yeah, so, we decide that this is going to be a surprise. Right. And little did we know how labor-intensive keeping this surprise right. would be. But to their credit, Scott and the entire band 
thought that just doing the show with us was enough. Yeah, and they were willing nice. out, willing to fly out from Buffalo and take a little bit of time off work to do it. So, like, I, one of them is the chief of staff for their congressman. Like, they yes, have real jobs. They have real jobs. So I, um, I, I then had like two phone calls with Scott where I had to seem very blasé about everything that was yeah. happening. And also, I mean, the show is pretty loosey-goosey. Like, we don't plan it incredibly. But I also yeah. had to sort of – there the entire time, I have the structure of it in my head, and a giant chunk of it is talking to Peter Buck. Yes. And I can't let him know that. That's like the majority of the episode. Yeah. So Because we have an hour and 15 minutes to fill, which right. is not a small amount of time. Right. But, uh, you know – the giant 45 minutes of that is filled with Peter Buck. So yeah. when I'm talking to him about the structure of it, I'm sort of being very vague going like, well, I think, you know, you guys will come up and you'll play a song. And I'm sort of like going through it. And then I was like, and then it's a certain point, like, well, we might have a guest. And he's like, oh, who are you thinking about having? I'm like, um, I said, well, and I knew Todd Berry was going to be at the show. Yeah. Comedian Todd Berry, who's been on the show before. I said, oh, um, I, we'll probably ask Todd Berry because we know he'll be there. Yeah. And he went, oh, that's great. I love Todd. And his episode was really great. Yeah. I'm like, oh, phew, dodged yeah. a bullet there. But I but I know that he knows there's a giant chunk of time in yeah. there that I'm being very vague about. So um, so he's, by the way, I talked to him later and he's like getting back to the band saying like, I think it's going to be very uh, in the moment and yeah. not very planned out. Yeah. And he's like, just expect that about the show because it seems like they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, hilarious. So, so in the, in this uh, first phone conversation with Scott, um, I am trying to figure out how I can ask him to play these two songs that Peter, by the way, we had checked in with Peter and said, Hey, what songs do you want to play with them? And he wrote us back and said, yeah, I think Sitting Still and South Central Rain would be uh, fun to play. I would I would learn them again. And we said, OK, sounds perfect to us. My favorite email maybe I have I've ever uh, received was when you put it get, put it out to Peter, like, which would you like to play first and which should we close with? And his response was simply. South Central Rain is the closer. <laughs> it's like, and, yeah. And I was like, Kira Sedgwick is the closer to me, but. Yeah, I know. I don't think he was aware of the, of <laughs> He's, how He doesn't watch a lot of TV, TV I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But, um, so I'm in my head going, okay, so here was the plan that I came up with. I, I said to him, so at this point in the show, after I talked about what you're going to hear in the next uh, segment, which is the show, I said, at this point in the show, I'm going to say, that we have a special guest and I'm going to like hype it up. Like it's someone really important. Right. But then, um, I'm going to play with you guys and I'm, I'm going to like strap on a guitar and like play as best as I can yeah. with you, but we'll be, but it'll be funny because we're hyping it up. Like, you know, it's someone really cool or whatever. And then it's just me. Yeah. And Scott kind of goes like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That sounds funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, obviously not going, Oh my God, what yeah. a great bit or whatever. Great. Can't wait. <laughs> but but to his credit, not in his head, like saying what he probably was thinking, which is, that sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> but to his credit, he was like, yeah, okay. Well, what what songs do you want to play? I was like, I think we'll we'll play Sitting Still. Is that okay? He's like, yeah, yeah, we play that one. That's no problem. And I said, and do you mind first for to close out the show? Could could you play South Central Rain? And he's like, Yeah, sure. Now what I didn't know is that raised a 
the only sort of question in his brain about what was going on because he knew that song was on neither of our top tens. Oh, that's right. So he was like, why would they want South Central Rain to be the closer yeah. if that's not one of their favorite songs? Because I guess he and the band had been brushing up on our our favorites and had been like playing them locally. And Interesting. Like, so that was the only question that he had in his mind of like, I wonder why they would want us to close with South Central Rain. But right. he kind of shrugged and said, yeah, sure, no problem. Yeah. We'll close with South Central Rain. So... Then we went into all the details about like their instruments and um, the the Clusterfest uh, very nicely rented all their instruments yeah. for them so they didn't have to travel with anything, which was really great. And then um, Peter, meanwhile, we're like talking to Peter and saying, are you bringing your own guitar? Yeah. And he was uh, apparently at first he thought he was going to bring his own guitar, the famous Rickenbacker. Yep. Um, but then, uh, the day after, uh, we taped our episode, he had a very early flight at seven in the morning and then, uh, um, had to race from the airport to get to a show to play a show and didn't, wouldn't have had time to check the guitar. Right. So he asked us to, if we could get a Rickenbacker for him, which the festival again, you know, provided us. But, um, the entire time I'm worried that they're going, because they offered to sound check with me. And they're like, hey, so uh, should we sound check with you yeah, so yeah. you can so you can play and hear how you sound with us? And yeah. I'm like, uh, I think it'll be better without a sound check. <laughs> I think I'll be f- like, it'll just be funnier if, yeah. if it's awkward or whatever. Yeah. It, it, it'll be great. And they're like, okay, well, do you want the guitar on stage? And in my mind, at the time, it was going to be Peter's famous guitar. Right. And I'm like, oh no, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll have, we'll just bring it out when the moment comes. Yeah, you know, yeah. like because I, because I was like, I think I'm going to be practicing in my hotel room, so I'm, I, I don't want to like have it be with your gear. So they, through all of this, they never thought something was up. No, they were like, I think they were nervous enough about just doing the show yeah. with us. Um, so at this point, they don't know what's up, and um. They they fly out. We all fly out to San Francisco, and uh, Peter Dollar Bill um, wants to uh, hang out with us the night before and talk a little bit about what the show is going to be yeah. like. So the three of us go get dinner. We got dinner at a nice Italian restaurant. Oh, we had pasta. <laughs> we had ra- a ravioli. <laughs> we did. Um, so a we- pizza lasagna. We did. We did have one piece of lasagna, um, or did you say pizza lasagna? I did. We have lasagna. We didn't. We didn't even have pizza. I no, we didn't you. have pizza. You and I had big, thick, juicy steaks, sticks, and fries. <laughs> <laughs> so we have dinner with Peter the night before, and um, we. How cool! That was very cool. Was that because we've, you know we've told you about hanging out with the people that we talk about on the show. I mean, it's crazy that we've hung out with all four members of, of you two, mainly though in an interview setting. Yeah. Uh, other than Bono, we were at that party with him. Yeah. Uh, later, but, uh, this was like having a couple of hours just to chat. Right. Which is great. So we chat and we're, we're not going to talk about exactly what we chatted about because, uh, you know, uh, he was on background the entire time. <laughs> and you know <laughs> on what? deep background. Some parts of our lives, they just need to be they private. They need to be private. Um, uh, yeah, it was, it was great. Um, but we, um, we, we were talking a little bit about what we were going to do the next day on the show. And um, not too much. Like, we didn't want to spoil. I, we basically were trying to say, like, so the questions are not incredibly serious. And one, oh, th- one but- thing that he said to me 
which I thought was very cool, is he said, you know, every time I do an interview, everyone always asks me the same, like, serious questions. I'm not that serious of a guy. Yeah. So he goes, great. Yeah, they, they shouldn't be serious. We also asked him, what's the number one question you're the most sick of? And he said, where where does the band name come from? Right. Yeah. Just do a little research. Yeah. You can find that info out. Um, he, uh, he uh, what was I going to say? Well, I don't know. Because you give oh, me no clues. We, you took the extra precaution of finding a restaurant that could give us a private room. Yes, because we were worried about word getting out. We to were worried the about band. any fan seeing a picture or seeing us in like because some of the restaurants that we scouted beforehand, we, we the tables were like by a window, you know, or like patio seating. Yeah, and we were worried about any fan taking any picture of the three of us and saying, "Hey, all three of these guys are in town. Peter must be doing the REM show," right. and then somehow the band hearing about it. Right. We were like, "Wait, uh, let me tell you," because the band texted me the next day after the show, and yeah. we're like, "I don't know whether you were keeping it secret from us because you you thought we would tell." the crowd that, or we would like leak it or something yeah. or whether you wanted it to be a surprise for us. And I was like, it's exclusively the surprise just <laughs> like, for them. It, like we didn't care that it was a surprise for the audience at all. We were so in our heads, excited about just surprising these five guys. 100%. That's all it was. <laughs> we, and it was worth it. It was completely worth it. So we, we got a private room so with like a, a three curtain. Of, it's the three of us in a curtained off, dark, private room at a huge table. <laughs> Which, by the way, Peter did not seem like surprised by. He no. seemed like, yep, this is the way that uh, it always is for me. Yeah. I um, mean, he did say on the way, he was like, this is not necessary, you guys. Oh, like, okay. This is no one's going to recognize me, right? <laughs> and I was like, no, they, someone would, and we don't want that getting out. Right. So it's just a precaution. So we're talking to Peter about the next day a little bit. We, you know, we we didn't really want to fill him in on too much of what the questions were going to be or anything like that, um, because we wanted to be in the moment with him, and you'll hear that. Um, but the the one thing we were sort of talking about was the surprising the band and at, like towards the very end of the meal, he's looking at his schedule and he goes, wait, what time is the show? And we said 345 to five. And he said, well, I, my car is, I'm getting picked up at 345. And now I know that like he's just staying 15 minutes away from the venue. So I'm like, yeah, that's probably fine because like you're not going to come on until four. 10 or whatever uh and we don't want the band to see you like if we go on at 345 we don't want the band to see you i, I go you know we could move it a little bit earlier i think like 330 and he goes but whoever was making the schedule was taking the precaution of him never arriving when yeah. the band is already on already stage, on so stage. They don't see him yeah so so i go do you want to change it to 330 because if it takes you 15 minutes then we'll be on stage at that yeah. point he goes um you know what? I'm going to change it to 2:15. Yeah, no, 2:45. Oh, okay, 2:45, which is which still is way, way too just, early. He told us he hates being late, right? And he's paranoid about being late, so he just wants to get there and be early. <laughs> and so that began this whole thing of like, oh, we cannot ruin the surprise. We cannot ruin the surprise for them. So it so. We started like trying to figure out exactly when he can get in a car while making contingency plans to try to make sure that the band does not see yeah. Peter Buck. So uh, um, 
the uh, stage manager, uh, great guy, um, Jeremy. at Clusterfest, Jeremy, he set up uh, an entirely like private office where he put the Rickenbacker back there and yep. tuned it and everything so that uh, Peter could be spirited away into that. And then we were saying to the band, we're being very cagey with the band and yeah. very like, and you and I are constantly like saying like, hey, powwow out in the yeah, hall. Yeah, yeah. And, and they must think we're insane because yeah. we're constantly like, oh, come out in the hall and talk yeah. to me for a minute. Um, and we're saying like, oh, we, maybe we got to get the band down there on the stage at 3.30 because yeah. if he's getting picked up at 3.30, even if he's early, hopefully they'll miss each other. Yeah. And at like 2.45, we're like, let's just go down, check out the stage, see where we could put the band, where right. Peter's going to be. Yeah, but and because we're like, if this is a small stage, which is usually the fact in these um, um, festivals, we just need to make sure the stage setup is fine. We go down there. <laughs> okay, now I had, I had seen the venue, and it's the Bill Graham uh, Civic Auditorium in San Francisco. Yeah. And I looked it up, and it said capacity 8,500. And I was like, oh, this must be like a cordoned off smaller section or a different room or, or a something second like that. stage. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. Because I've, I've been to shows at like Madison square garden. They have like a tinier yeah. stage down below and stuff. We walk out on stage and it is truly the 8,500 seats. Yeah. Well, Jonathan Van Ness's show was going and right. we were backstage. And so we could look out and we were both in shock. We were like, wait, this is the actual Bill Graham we stage? We did. We asked someone, is this where we're doing our show on this stage and after said, this show? Yeah, and and it'll be great. Yeah, and it's in 25 minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we're like, oh, we fuck. had no idea. So we're like, are there going to be enough people here? And they yeah. go, yeah, it'll be fine. Um, so we're freaking out at like the size of it. And the band, we're like... Uh, I asked them, is this the biggest crowd you've ever played in front of? And I I didn't, I then was like, oh, I hope they don't think that I'm saying it like snobby, like yeah. oh, I'm used to this because I go, because it's the biggest crowd I played in front yeah. of. And they're like, yeah, it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty big. So, um, so that's kind of raised the stakes a little bit. And we were getting close to showtime. And we, I remember we walked up into the dressing room, Kulop, Naomi and Mike, family was there my kids we walk in the room and we kind of look like you don't consider ghosts. naomi to be part of your family no 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 no, no. It's completely separate um uh we walked in and and naomi and Kulop were like are, are you guys okay what's going on we're like uh <laughs> we had just found out how big this place we're like is. uh i think we're playing to eighty five hundred people yeah um which by the way i'm not like nervous about the number of people i'm nervous about there being 6,000 empty seats. <laughs> yeah, I was I was nervous about that, but I was also mostly thinking about, I knew that once we start the thing with the band that leads to Peter coming out, great. But that first like 20 minutes right. uh, that we had to fill, right when we walked we, out on Neither stage, of us had talked about it We had all. nothing planned right. at all. And we were so uh, in our heads trying to deal with the surprise part of yep. it, we never really checked in with each other. Nope. I, I had like thought about it in my head a little bit, but um, and that and that's not to lower your expectations or whatever because I think it was fine. Yeah, uh, it was it really just, fun. It just was like us. Uh, that that's how little we were thinking of the actual show itself. That's <laughs> when we were backstage about to go on. I remember saying, "So wait, right when we go out there, uh, the first part, wh what are we doing?" And and you said, "Just like." catch up with each other and stuff. I was like, <laughs> okay. okay. But that's how much we were like, 
anticipating just surprising these five guys yes. was like our main that we'd never met our main job that day. Um, so we we come downstage um, and the band is there and Jeremy comes over to us and says, by the way. I have Peter secured. He's here already. And he, he was, he was early. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he, he was, was early. This was like at uh three or yeah. something. And he was already there. Yeah. Um, but Jeremy had secured him and they hadn't seen him and we're like, okay, well, uh, all right. And, uh, you know, we got the band out there and they, in their heads are just kind of like not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. And, um, so you'll, you'll hear it in the show but uh i don't i don't think that we ever like really go into it on mic about how much of the show was about the surprise yeah. for these guys and so that's we really just wanted to let you know about that before you hear it because we don't really discuss it all that much yeah. and the guys um when i when i say instead of when i'm hyping up the person who's going to be coming out and they all think it's me yeah. and then i say it's peter buck instead um, they all look at me, by the way, there's a video out that, uh, you can all take a look yeah. at, um, of them, of Peter Buck walking out and being surprised. Um, they all assume that I'm kidding fucking and, around and yeah. that I'm going to say, no, no, it's just me. And then they all turn their backs and Peter comes out behind them and he's there and they're all just like blown away by yeah. it. So it was absolutely worth it. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. Really, really fun. And, uh, and, uh, and, and, and really great. I think that, um, that Peter uh, did an incredible job out there. And oh, and the thing about the band is they sounded great. Yeah, we had we had only seen this like on our phone, a video of them in a bar. So we we were like, oh, I wonder how the, how these guys will be on this big stage. Yeah. And I heard, first of all, just from our perspective, they sounded amazing. And then I heard a lot about other people like walking by and hearing it and going, oh my God, is R.E.M. playing? Yeah. And, and going in and going, is that the actual band? Because yeah. they sounded so good. Yeah. And, and we, we they opened with a full song before we come out and just watching them back there uh, before we went out, it was like, Oh yeah, these guys these, are fucking awesome. And the and the songs themselves sound so good live. It's totally. just like great hearing. Anyway, if if anyone is looking for uh a band for any sort of special event um including, I don't know, what would a special Backyard event barbecue. be? Backyard barbecues, um weddings where you need a live drummer. I'm sure that uh Scott would play along to uh, the DJ just as a well. Just a bunch of drummers. <laughs> Sit, standing around a DJ booth, <laughs> <laughs> but Dead Letter Office is is um, no, but having yeah, having an REM tribute band as your band at a wedding would be so fun. That would be really fun if you were into REM. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but um, they are. If anyone wants to follow them on Twitter, they are REM Tribute D L O uh, Dead Letter Office there and hire them. Uh, for they 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 play and this is like the biggest crowd they play to and they kicked ass. It was really great and you're going to hear them play several REM songs over over the course of this. Is and there they're any, all yeah. cool? They're, they're all like cool guys. guys. Yeah, yeah, really nice guys. And they all were just you'll hear it, uh, but uh, you'll hear the actual episode. But after the episode, they were all just like so over the moon about it and yeah. um you know they'd kept it a secret from their fans about what they were doing because we had asked them don't tell anyone you're going to be on this show and um they're they're now today now that this episode is out they can finally talk about it with uh you know and and uh, put up the videos and we're and if you want to see videos of Peter uh Peter Buck playing 
with them, uh, Adam and I just basically like 20 seconds into each song, we're like, oh, we should be videotaping this. Yeah. <laughs> like we should be filming this on our phone. So we pulled out our phones and just filmed it. Um, the one part that I want to say about the surprise is Todd Berry texted me uh, like 45 minutes before the show started. He was at the festival and he's like, hey, do you want me to do a drop in on the show? And I was like, yeah, come by. But then I suddenly realized the band thought that he was our guest. And so I like called him frantically. I'm like, hey, Todd, um, when you walk into the dressing room, they all think that you're you're like the special guest on the oh, show. Right. I like filled him in on it so right. that he would like walk in and go, oh, yeah, these guys yeah. contacted me. Uh yeah, weeks ago. That's a really good Todd Berry. Oh, thanks. But he sounds he 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 was in on the uh, the whole Peter Buck he, thing. He he when, became when a, he show up when he up. showed up. Yeah, because once he got into the dressing room, he you know didn't give it away. Because I remember so. when Todd arrived, you were like, okay, Todd's here. He knows about Peter Buck. He knows about Peter Buck. So everything's cool. Right. Like we we were <laughs> freaked out. <laughs> So I hope uh, that's, uh, I think all we have to set up in this show. Um, We're going to go to a break. uh, And when we come back, I hope that you enjoy this very special episode, live episode of Are You Talking to R.E.M. Me with uh, an incredible guest. Uh, It really was very special to happen and um, to to happen. It was special to happen. It was like an old fashioned, like happening, (laughs) like with this tribute was, band who ended up being so kick-ass. Right. And then this genuine moment of- Well, I was very glad that for a, a big, huge auditorium and 8,500 people that we had booked a band. <laughs> that was like, it elevated 100%. It. it was like, it was, it was really great. Um, so we're going to go to a break. When we come back, the show will start and uh, it'll, it'll play all the way through the entire hour and 15 minutes. Um, uh, we did get some viewer mail, but we'll talk about it the next time. Uh, so, uh, enjoy this and we'll see you after the break with, are you talking REM Remy?
Of all things REM, this is uh, good rock and roll music. I think it is. I think. San Francisco, it is. how are you? Clusterfest! Wow, wow, amazing. Everyone, first of all, give it up for Dead Ladder Office. They sounded incredible. Our house band for the, you guys are gonna be uh, playing with us the entire show, is that right? Okay, great. All right, cool. We'll check back with you in a second. They're doing bits with us, off mic. Always good. (laughs) How's it going, Clusterfest? My name is Scott Aukerman. Thank you. (laughs) And there's a man that I want to introduce. He's to the right of me. You know him from such movies as Torque. Krampus. Hot Tub Time Machine 2. And of course, the thing he's most proud of, Ghosted. Adam Scott. Thank you very much, and thank you, Scott. Of course. Thank you. Before we start the show, is there yeah. anyone that you want to say hello to? Oh, uh, anyone? Yes, actually, I would like to say hello to my friends. I would like, yes, thank you. I would like to say hello to my fans. Hello. I would like to say hello to my family. And thank you. Wow. They're all here. Fans of Adam's family. I would also, I would like to say hello to my family's fans. Thank you very much. And also, Scott, I would like to say hello to you. Thank you so much, Adam. No problem. Wow. Let me ask, uh, this is a massive, massive crowd, by the way. I believe there are thousands and thousands of people here. 
far more than we were expecting. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> we thought there'd be about 100 people here, but we, we need to figure out how many people have ever heard of our show, Are You Talking R.E.M. Remi? Okay. Okay. Because we thought this was like 18 times our audience when we walked out. How many people here know the band R.E.M.? Maybe a little more than know the podcast, I would say. <laughs> Slightly more. So we wanted to try a chant here, because you know of this band that we're going to be talking about. And it goes a little something like this. When I say R, you say E-M. R? Yeah. R? Yeah. That's it. That's there the way to go. do it. Okay, you're primed. Well done. Well done. So if you've never heard what the show is, Adam and I, we started a podcast where we talk about the band R.E.M. And... R.E.M. We talk about things like band member names. That's right. We talk about things like uh, album, song, song, song titles, titles, song titles. And what were you going to say? You were going to say album I titles? Say, I was going to say those things, they collect all the song titles on the albums. Albums. Album titles. See, album titles and song titles. And song titles, yeah. So to important, very important for a band. No matter what the band, you have to have titles for your albums. You have to have titles for your songs. I, I, if you don't have those two things, you're nowhere. Just pack it up. Just pack it up if go, you don't have those two things. Go home. Go the fuck home. And get, we're serious. Get the fuck out of here. You Seriously. Album titles, song titles. Get the, if you're in a band here today and you don't have song titles and album titles, there's the door. There, the door's get right there. Out. Get the fuck out of get here. Get out. So we talk about those things during the show, so this may come up during today's show. That's right. Uh, and hopefully our goal is that you leave here knowing everything about the band R.E.M. that we know. That's and, right. And, and if there, they, here's a promise that we make. If we find out something about R.E.M. that we didn't know before, that's when you'll know about it. That's the are you talking R.E.M. re-me promise. And we make a lot of promises at the start of every episode. That's right. Uh, mainly to each other. Yes. I promise to be a good partner to you. Thank you. I promise to receive your partnership. Thank you very much, Adam. We have a great show today. We have uh, some special guests. You guys like special guests? I mean, we have uh, uh, some, some various crazy things that are going to go on today. Uh, but uh, before we get to that, uh, Adam, I just want to... Uh, I, I want to know, how do we make our way over to the sitting area without it seeming weird? Okay, let me, hold on. Yeah, let's map this out. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's not that far. Well, now it's well, further I, away. I just moved back. I wish okay. you would have said something. Okay. I feel, I, I want the audience to be able to see us both. So now I did this, and now I'm now even further, further away. Um, if we go, here's, it, here's... I'll tell you what, it looks like a straight Scott, shot. Scott, can we get off mic just for a sec? Yeah, yeah, sure. So listen, what's up? I feel like it's going to be less weird if we go over at the same time, but also super close together so it only looks like one person. You're a genius. Thank you very much. Let's go. 
Do you think they're noticing? I don't think they notice okay. a thing. Great. And here oh, we are. We did it. Thank you. That wasn't weird. So, Adam, I gotta ask, have you ever been to, um, I call it the city by the bay. Oh, yes, 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 yes. The, The big, the big city, that's what they call it, the big city. San Francisco. The chilliest of cities? The chilliest of the big cities. That's what they call it. Have you ever been? Uh, sure, yeah. It's a great city. A great city. San Francisco. Oh, my God. I grew up nearby in Santa Cruz. More All people right. like Santa Cruz than like San Francisco. <laughs> it seems that way, which is weird. Uh, so, yeah, I've been here uh, at least... How many times? Because I know you. If yeah. I know Adam, he's counted every single time that he's ever been to San That's Francisco. Right. And Th- can list them right now. That's right. Um, and I'm going to say there was that time, then there was another time... And there's, there was, oh, there was this other time, and it, 12 times. 12 times? That's right, 12 times. Buddy. Thanks. Ow! Uh, Scott, how about you? How about your relationship with the big, the big city? The big kahuna of cities? That's right. San Francisco? I've been here, uh, this is my first time. Oh, interesting. In San Francisco, okay. yeah. What do you think? Um, I mean, I didn't expect there to be a roof. Um, yeah, well, and all these lights and right. this band over here. And okay, I, but it's cool. I like it. Yeah, this is just the theater we're doing the show in. The city is much bigger than this. Really, bigger than this? Well, it's twice the size of this. So yeah, it's much bigger than this. Holy shit! This is fucking huge. Yeah, watch your language, but yeah. Which which word did you not like that I said? Holy. Oh, okay. Incredible shit. This is fucking huge. There you go. That's fine with me. Adam, yeah, I, I kind of want to tarry no further, and I want to get to the meat or the heart of the show. Have you ever, you ever, like, sat down to dinner? Yeah. And you have, of course, you start with an amuse-bouche. Oh, every night, an amuse-bouche. And you make your wife make them, right? That's right. <laughs> Honey, I'm home. Amuse-bouche time. I'm ready for my amuse-bouche. She just pops it right in your she mouth. She pops it in my mouth, and I say, thank you, honey. And then it's off to sleep. And then I go to bed. So you've never had meat at a dinner table then before? Well, no. Have you? I have indeed. And actually, it's my favorite part of the meal sometimes. Meat? Meat, yes. Okay. The protein, yes. as they yes, say. Yes, 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 So yes, what yes. I want to do now is get to the meat of the show. Oh, the red meat. Throw a little red meat to the crowd. Is that what you mean? That's exactly what I mean. All right. And uh, I want to stop fucking around with you. Okay. And I want to turn... Yes, again, language, language, language. I want to desist fucking around with you. Thank you. So I want to turn my head slightly to the right. Oh, yeah. And uh, talk to our, our friends in Dead Letter Office. You know what? what do you, you know say? What? I can't wait for you to turn your head to the right and we start talking to Dead Letter Office. Well, I you're, am so you're stopping me from doing it right now. I know, because I can't wait. If you would just shut up for a second, I would turn my head and I would talk to the guys from Dead Letter I Office. I am so sorry. I'm just excited. Stop. You're just you talking okay, right I, now. But I want to do it. I want you to do it. I want you to do it. 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 Okay. Ah. Dead Letter Office. Hi, guys. Hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, We, of course, have Scott, Dave, Paul, Chris, and Chuck. 
from Dead Letter Office. Where are you guys? You got, let's explain how this happened. You uh, reached out to me on Twitter, and when you heard about this show, and you said, do you guys need a house band to, to do the show? And we said, that's a good idea, because we have nothing planned, obviously. <laughs> so you guys came, you flew out from where? From Buffalo, New York. <laughs> Just to do this show. All the way Just out here. Oh, yes, that's right. And uh, how long have you been a band? Uh, about three and a half years. Three and a half years. So where do you play normally? Do you play places like this all the time? <laughs> Constantly. Yeah. Uh, you know, Toronto, Boston, New York. We stay in the Northeast for the most part. Okay. Uh, Cleveland. Yeah. I guess I meant less cities as uh, like actual regions, venues, <laughs> stadiums, dive bars. You know, anything. So this is this is a big crowd for you guys. It this is. is a, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Beautiful. Beautiful, thank you. And why did you decide to get together to, to be a band? Well, we all share the same passion, R.E.M. And uh, found each other uh, through different venues, avenues, and got together, and this is what we're doing. So the story of your band is you wanted to start a band, and you decided to. Wait, yeah, it was that right. easy. <laughs> it was amazing. You could, you, could, you could make an awesome <laughs> biopic out of that story. <laughs> Any of you hooked on drugs, at least? Or give me something interesting. Uh, that'll be on the Behind the Music episode coming up. So, <laughs> so there, are, are there a lot of REM cover bands out there in the world? Oh, a hand, uh, handful? Yeah. When you say a handful, like, how, what are you talking? I mean, how I can, many uh, bands can you fit in your hand? I would say less than 10 that I know of in, yeah. in, in, the, in the United States. Currently in existence, yeah, probably seven, eight. Okay. And are you the premier? Uh, are you considered the best? By we consider people. ourselves to be the best. We might be a little biased. But. Right. I think we can unequivocally say that you are the best oh. here tonight. Yes. Thank you. you just being here on this stage at the Bill Graham Civic Auditorium means you are the best. It's amazing. Thank you. It's awesome. So now you guys know a lot of REM songs, and you sent us a list of all the songs you know. And to be honest, uh, I didn't even look at it. Um, <laughs> But we thought it would be fun to play a little something that, uh, uh, called Stump the Band, where we think of R.E.M. songs and see if you can play them. Uh, uh, songs? Now, Adam, should there be a punishment if they don't know the song, or...? Yeah, um, just, a, just a super hard, fast slap across the face. Okay. And who, who's going to administer the slap? Is that, are you the slap master? I'm going to slap you really hard across oh, the face. Oh, shit. Guys, sure. please. Do you know the song Happy Birthday? <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, All right. So, you, so uh, Adam here knows most of the uh, uh, titles, the aforementioned song titles oh, of yeah. REM songs. See, now is the point in the... Let me just... Can we talk a little bit about song titles? Did we cover this? No, no, no. no. We, song we talked, titles. Yeah, we talked okay, about it. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, yes, we can throw some song titles out, and then we'll see if these guys yeah. can... Uh, so yeah. what do you got, Adam? I'll give you first pick. Okay. Well, let's see here. How about Disturbance at the Heron House? Uh, hey, we, Disturbance yeah, at the Heron House. to change a guitar for that one. We got it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I feel like we might be on the verge of a stump. <laughs> we'll see. Uh -huh. That's what she said. Okay. 
who said hold that? On, hold on, who hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who said that? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who said that? She she said that? She sure did. When? What exactly did she say? She said, what was it that she said? Like word for word. We're on the verge of a stump, I think. <laughs> That's crazy. That is so, was she talking about my penis? <laughs> Better yours than mine. <laughs> that is, you know what that is? Insulting. That's insulting to me? As a man? It's insulting to me as your friend and co-host. And it's in, more than that, it's insulting to my penis. That's right. Tell her, you know what? I'm too scared. Okay. I don't want to say okay. it. I don't want to say it's it. It's okay. It's okay, Scott. But tell her, fuck. No, Never no, mind. no, 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 no. Watch your language. Never mind. I'm sorry. All right. Disturbance at the Heron House. I thought that was wow. like an obscure Thanks. one. That was incredible. Amazing. Uh, Scott, how about you throw one of those song titles out there and we'll see how it goes. I'm just going to look. I don't know a lot about the band R.E.M. I'm just going to throw a bunch of random words out and hope that they're a song title. Um, but I remember uh, a friend of mine who uh, once was in the news recently for something. He, he once said this. Uh, and it's stuck in my brain ever since. But uh, what about what's the frequency, Kenneth? Ooh, that's one of my favorites. That's one of, of your favorites of the song titles. Right. How do you like the song itself? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we can try it, right? We'll give it a go. Looks like we might be on the verge of a stump. She didn't say it again? Okay. Let me know. Thank God. She only said it once. Okay.
great. Dead letter office, great. That was terrific. Amazing. Well, there's one song that I hope you guys know. It's Adam and I's favorite REM song. Um, it's a song called, How Does It Feel When You're in REM? Do you guys know that? Oh, I hope so. Maybe. Should we explain that song a little bit for people who might nah. not be aware? Okay, all right. They genuinely probably think it's an R.E.M. No, song. And, and a great one at that. <laughs> probably their favorite. And they're right. Well, guys, Dead Letter Office, that's amazing. You guys are incredible. You guys are incredible. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you, thank you. Um, all right, we mentioned special guests at the top of the show. You guys ready for our first special guest? And this special guest wants to play with the band. Is that okay? Yeah. So uh, start, start it up and we'll describe who it is. Go ahead. All right, this person is an incredible guitar player. My favorite guitar player ever. Bring it down just a little bit, just a little bit. This person is so handsome. So handsome that People faint uh, when he walks by other people. This person is a, an incredible friend, wouldn't you say so? Oh, a very close friend, very close friend. And this person is actually a founding member of the band Hari M. Please welcome Peter Buck. Peter Buck, everybody. They did not know this was happening. This is real.
Dead Letter Office with Peter. Dead Letter Buck. Office with Peter Bach. Amazing. Incredible. Incredible. Peter, come on over here. Oh my God. Man. Peter Buck, everyone. Actual member of REM. Good evening, man. Mike? Yeah. How's it going, man? Great, great. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being here, Peter. For coming. Good Lord. How did that feel to be in R.E.M.? <laughs> well, I think that that song was pretty great and I'm gonna get my copyright lawyers on it really quick. So good. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good song. It was a good song. Yeah, holds up, holds up. How, when, when was the last time you played that song? Um, sometime in 2008. Right? Wow. On the Accelerate tour, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and uh, uh, <laughs> I think you are correct about that, yes. If you haven't heard the show before, <laughs> Adam cannot stop spouting off information that he knows about R.E.M. So I hope that's okay for you to be sitting next to, uh, uncomfortably next to a super fan, if that's all right. It's okay, I've forgotten so much of what happened that it's mostly news to me anyway. Oh, great. Really? So there's a purpose for all of this information in my brain. Adam, do you think Adam knows more about the band R.E.M. than you know? Absolutely. Should we try to play Stump Peter? <laughs> it's not going to be that hard. <laughs> and hopefully we're not on the verge of a stump. And hopefully she didn't say that about this. What's somebody going to get into that territory? 
So. Peter, thank you so much for being here. You flew in just for this, am I right? Yeah, I was on tour with the Minus Five and uh, I agreed to do this um, a few months ago. And I don't know what prompted me to do this. And looking at the audience, <laughs> I, I'm uh, really not sure why I'm here. Have but, you ever, ha did you ever even play to an audience this big? <laughs> Occasionally we might have reached this size, yeah. We will say that we can't really believe you're doing this either. And when you, a few months ago when you did agree, I remember the phone call, Scott and I looking at each other like, holy shit, why is he doing this? Well, also can I say about the phone call, we, we were emailed your number and told to call you personally. Uh, we, we both didn't get really the nerve to do it for 24 hours. We called you 24 hours later and you picked up literally on the first ring yourself uh, from a number that you had no idea what it was. Are you that accessible? Um, I, you know, I don't even carry my phone. It was just one of those days. But I was actually expecting a possible phone call from a number I didn't know. And I must have been really bored or something. Thank you so much. It worked in our favor. Yeah. Let me say that. Um, Peter, you're, uh, you know, obviously such an, an amazing, uh, uh, guitarist, uh, songwriter. I mean, uh, that song you wrote back in 1980, you would say, something like that, somewhere around there? Yeah, exactly. And it, it just leads, there's so many questions that Adam and I have had that we've thought of to ask you. And uh, I think primarily the first one, when I, when I started thinking, and not to get too serious with you, because uh, I know this is a comedy show and this is Clusterfest, but uh, the first thing that just kind of popped in my mind that I was like, okay, I've always wanted to ask, Peter, this is, when did you first hear of R.E.M.? Well, our first three shows we went unnamed. So I would say our fourth show was the first time I'd heard of R.E.M. And I was really quite impressed at how well they had their shit together. Great. What an answer. Yeah. Amazing. Probably the best answer we've gotten yet for right. that question. Yeah. Um, you... Uh, uh, You've been out on tour recently. In fact, you flew in from St. Paul or... Uh, yeah, St. Paul. Where you are uh, rehearsing for your new tour, is that right? No, we, we actually did a show, and then I got up at 7 and flew here and, and um, prepared for this. Or did not prepare. So, so nice of you. So you were touring with uh, Filthy Friends, and now you're st uh, touring with Minus Five. The Minus Five, and uh, we're doing a bunch of stuff. We're doing the Wilco Festival in Massachusetts. Uh, right I on. think, I'm assuming it's in Massachusetts, I don't know. And then the Baseball Project is another thing Scott and I right. do. Baseball Project. Baseball Man. Project, yep. if people don't know, you're in a band where you write songs exclusively about America's pastime, as far as I'm concerned, baseball. I don't even like baseball. Um, <laughs> or any organized sport whatsoever, but... What I about really... unorganized sports? Like if something just breaks out. Yeah, absolutely. And suddenly like people are tabulating points and you're like, great, I love it. Freeform log rolling, anything's fine with me. Like if this crowd right now in an unorganized fashion... And I'm, we're not trying to organize it, by no, the way. not at That's all. That's not what we're about. But just but say one of you picked up, you know... A soccer ball. Yeah. Well, that would be organized. It's if a soccer it, ball. If, if there it was a make your own... In, okay, so it would have to be like a seat back. That would be acceptable. And then you, I don't know, threw it into the air. Or slid it across the ground. We don't know. We don't, we're not trying to organize this. You might want to back off from... Sorry, sorry, sorry. I apologize. But that would be 
that would be more interesting. As long as, long as there was an opposing force trying to stop them from doing that, that's, that's what makes it a sport. I don't know, figure skating? Name the opposing force. I think figure skating would be a lot more fun if there were people actively out there on the ice trying to stop them. Teams of two, dressed very well. They throw them to the ground and then they start skating. That's right. Well, it kind of reminds of, well, never mind, I wasn't going to say something bad. I'm not going to. But, what were you um, going to say bad? Is it something no. like what she said? No, no, no. Let's just skip that and go okay, on to the we'll very next that. thing. Have you ever written a song about a ground rule double? Um, you know, I'm not the songwriter in the baseball band. I've named um, some of the records. High and Inside was my favorite title. Um, okay. It has at least two meanings. Um, but I'm, I, I'm in a band with these guys who like baseball, and a gal, and they love baseball. And the last baseball game I saw personally, Willie Mays hit a home run, and Willie McCovey hit a grand slam with candlestick wow. in 1964. Wow. Were you there in the field? I, 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 I don't mean playing. I was in the stands. I mean, I, okay. I, I didn't really have an organizational role at that point. I was six. You weren't the manager of the... No. No, okay. Didn't have a field seat. No. Um, and yeah, Mike Mills, fellow former REM member, is a huge baseball fan. Yeah, correct? And, and I, I was a bass player originally, and um, I, you know, they were doing these things like playing at baseball stadiums in front of people who thought that Margaritaville is the best song ever written. <laughs> and well, it just really, you know, it, it, maybe it's the top five, but I, to, yeah, 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 top yeah, five, yeah. definitely. That's like, more than fair. Probably top two, and if we're being yeah. honest, it's the best song ever written. Okay. Yes. But um, I didn't want to be confronted with that on a daily basis, so I kind of kindly asked Mike to pinch it. And he is a baseball fan. So they could do all those things that are super fun where, for them, where they go see a baseball game and hang out with elder gentlemen who I have no idea who they are, um, wearing polyester. I mean, you'd think these guys would not wear polyester, but polyester is still big among that older wow, generation. Really? Yeah, yeah, way into polyester. Um, but I, I, I play with them for fun, and we're doing... Um, some shows, and uh, we're, do we're doing five days in Cleveland. Uh, this <laughs> and is, that's this where like the Baseball Hall of Fame is? Is that correct? Or uh, No, that would be uh, Cooperstown, New York. Wait, I'm um, thinking of the Rock and Roll Rock Hall, and of, roll fame. hall yeah, of Fame. That's indeed where that one is. Um, they're, they're interchangeable, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Pretty much the same people in each one, yeah. Yeah, there's nine people in each thing. Yeah. Um, so, so just to uh, running tabulation, five best songs ever written, Margaritaville. And number then, one with a bullet. And then Cheeseburger in Paradise four times. <laughs> in a row. I've heard Cheeseburger in Paradise more times than I've heard most R.E.M. songs. <laughs> All, Why? Yeah, anywhere you go where there's water and they sell cheeseburgers, it's the song. Yeah. And I'm sure it's a lovely song, but I will never eat a hamburger again. Sure. So, I used to go to a bar and, and put $20 worth of cheeseburger in paradise in just to see what people would do. I, I once went on a, a first date with someone and there were those jukeboxes on the table and I put in $20 to have Tijuana Taxi played over and over and over again. But that's a good song. And a great date, it sounds like. <laughs> well, um, Peter, you, you, you're a founding member of the band Hariam. Hariam. And uh, uh, you've toured all around the world, and you've done everything that a rock star can do. Um, but tell us about your humble beginnings, because you started off in a, working in a record shop, right? As, as just a clerk in a record store. 
That's not super humble. I mean, I was the arrogant record store guy. If you didn't buy what I told you, then you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> thankfully, I had really wonderful taste and turned many young children onto Miles Davis and Cheap Trick and the Ramones. Wow, that's a great place to start. Which Miles Davis uh, is your favorite? Well, when I worked in retail, that guy Chuck Mangione with a little hat, he, he sold more records than God. And I'd go, you know, if you like this Chuck Mangione guy, he's certainly fine, but you notice his record kind of blew by Miles Davis? It's a, kind of a better record. Maybe you could listen to this guy, and then, you know, I'll get to Bitches Brew a little bit later in our, our conversation. I think, I think I heard Feels So Good more in my childhood than maybe you've heard Cheeseburger in Paradise. Was that when your mom was touching your penis? <laughs> <laughs> oh, because <laughs> feel so uh, feel so good. Not that I know of, but uh, my 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 brother was really really into Chuck Mangione, hmm. and I I thank him for that because wow, what an amazing uh, song that is. Great way to steer it back towards music. I appreciate that. I I went I went a little rogue and I made no, a no, no, I made no. a penis joke. No, no, no. But I appreciate how you like took it right back into the music talk. So I, that's, I just, that's a good host, Adam Scott. Everyone, I thank you very much. So let's talk about your penis. Um, I th it's, let's say it's had enough exposure for a lifetime, and I'm done in any way discussing it. This is like probably the biggest crowd that we've ever played to, but you've played to, of course, you know, like huge places. But now, now you're back sort of playing uh, uh, smaller venues. What do you like better? Do you like smaller venues, or do you, do you miss the big just huge arenas and stadiums? You never played stadiums, you just played arenas, right? Is there a difference? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Right. Sports occurs in both. I don't know. Um, I, you know, I'm just really lucky that I got to do this, and I'm really lucky that I got to see the big stuff, and I'm really lucky that I can go play San Francisco at the Independent or one of those places and get 200 people. Now, there are, what, 3,000 people in here? So many of y'all did not attend that show. But... Um, just keep in your morning. I come through San Francisco once or twice a year and do shows, and it's, it's gratifying to have someone come out, you know? Yeah, even when, you, when REM was active, you, were all, you had tons of side projects and would be playing clubs in between REM day. You just love playing guitar and love playing live. Yeah. I, I've been doing, I mean, what can you, I've been doing it since I was 13. I'm not sure even I understand why or how it happened. Right. And it's probably gonna outlast every other thing in my life. Um, How do you mean? You mean you're going to be... Do you think... Let's say that you had 24 hours to live, and you knew this for whatever reason. I, I can't even sort of backwards try to figure out why you would know this, but I guess a doctor would tell you. Sure, yeah. Or, yeah. or a person like a time traveler comes back and, and lets you know. And but, I can't avoid it. Trying and you can't avoid it. And okay. you know, like, the, 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 you know, time is unchangeable. Whatever happens, happens. But they say you have 24 hours to live. What do you want to be doing in those 24 hours? And does it include playing guitar? Yeah, absolutely. Mostly be my kids. Um, ideally, I could do something really fun playing guitar with my kids around. Um, open a bottle of wine and toast the last however many years I've had. And then the executioner comes and just boom, right in the back of the head. Yeah, is, if that, is that how I'm going? Are you sure? I assume it's a hitman scenario. I, was, I don't know. I was kind of assuming it was like a tree falling on me from a random place. Oh, no, no, no. no. This is like oh, you have powerful, powerful enemies. Oh, okay. And they're looking to take you out. 
Yeah, I got a couple of those, but, but they're inept. So, you know, having powerful inept enemies is a good thing. Sounds awful. It sounds like the cartel is after him. Or oh, something. yeah, and it's in front of your daughters. It's like, oh, you know, Jesus just a Christ. spatter, the blood spatter everywhere. They've been on tour with me since the week they were born. They've seen everything. Uh, it's not going to blow their minds. <laughs> yeah, they've seen worse. Adam, um, this is your chance. You've wanted to ask Peter Buck questions your entire life. Adam, oh. REM superfan. Yeah. Do you remember the first time that you met... Peter, or we're, or we're in close yeah. proximity to him. Actually, I was going to ask you, uh, Peter. Uh, yeah, I know, that's why I said it. Thank you very much. Um, again, what a great host, everybody. Thank Scott you. Ackerman. Um, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I was an extra in the video for Drive way back when. Um, and it took two nights to shoot it, as I remember. And on the second night, you were walking towards like the band's base camp where you had some trailers and cars and stuff, and you were it was about a, you were about a hundred yards away, and I went like this, and you 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 gave me one of these as you were walking. Uh, do you remember that? Absolutely, absolutely. Right on. It was a thing. Right what, on. What did See, you, that's what I thought. What did you mean by by this? Did you mean like one second I'll be back no, or? Dude, yeah, that's, that's the dude finger. That's right. Wow, that's, the dude finger. That's what I, that's I got what, that that's from. That's what you. this one is. Forward. Yep. Right there. You're the guy. You're the dude. Right there. Amazing. That's Adam great. also, Adam also has an embarrassing story where he uh, found out where you guys were recording. Which album was it? Oh, uh, yeah, you were recording Monster. Uh, on, don't say that. I'm sorry. It's a scary word for Scott. Just say the scary album. The, the scary one. Uh, so frightening. You guys were recording on Sunset Boulevard at, I forget the name of that studio, but we somehow found this out, and so my friend worked at a coffee shop, so we all put on green aprons and put coffees in carriers and went there and pretended to be coffee delivery people. <laughs> and whoever it was that, were, that was manning the door did not buy it because they could see right through us but the door was cracked open a little and we saw you guys at the boards and heard like a rough version of what's the frequency Kenneth coming through there so, do you remember that I, yeah. well I don't remember that but we were working at the same time as Dionne Warwick and she had some mean ass uh, guardians and bouncers so that was probably her people keeping you out not mine really um, Dionne Warwick Warwick how do you pronounce her name Warwick it doesn't really matter anymore I mean yeah yeah <laughs> Um, I, 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 cannot, I, thought, I thought she was a really nice person, but she was surrounded by like five people who thought that if you looked at her, trouble was coming. Yeah. And, uh, this is post That's What Friends Are For? This is kind of post Dionne Warwick. Everything. You know, and, <laughs> um, and I've worshipped her records, and I would have actually loved to say hello, but I saw her and I kind of did the almost hey dude finger, and yeah. this guy grabbed me and shoved me against Good the wall. Good lord. So that was kind of the end of you know, any camaraderie between yeah. the two of us. So I'm shoved relatively certain, you against the wall. I'm relatively certain that it was the Dionne Warwick camp. Probably. That, that, were, that gave you the problem, not in my camp. Because we, I, did see, I did see Microwave and uh, recognized him and talked to him, and it, I, I well, don't know on, if he was used to... Hold on, hold on. You saw someone named Microwave? That's right. Microwave is a guitar tech? A a guitar tech for 17 years. Yeah. 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 He's, he's a really nice guy. Here's from my... Yeah, no, he's a, he was a great Give guy. it up for Microwave. Anyway, he didn't seem like he got recognized that often, and he was, he was super nice. Uh, I think that might have been the single time. And, uh, That's right. Does he remember that? 
Unfortunately, the gentleman is no longer with us. Sure. But I, I'm nice one, Scott. He brought that one right with him to his grave. Mm. I was once recognized as a guitar player. <laughs> wow. That's right. Is that on his tombstone? Uh, one, one would never know. Yeah. Um, Peter, we have to look. There's breaking news in the REM camp, and we have to ask you about it. And we would not be the journalists that we are if we did not bring this up. Uh, but uh, uh, breaking news came out about the Universal Fire. Uh, that uh, if people don't know about this, basically there's a huge fire at the Universal Studios backlot, and uh, a bunch of bands stored their the masters of their recordings in there, and they were all burnt to a crisp, supposedly, and, and news of this is just coming out. And you were mentioned in the New York Times article as REM's master recordings might have been in that fire and might be lost forever. What can you say about that? I was under the impression that we kept that stuff ourselves. That doesn't mean there aren't things of ours that are there, but um, I, I don't know. I think my lawyer told me I should never talk about this ever. Oh. But, um, <laughs> well, he's not here, so fuck him. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll hear about it in like, oh, eight minutes. Um, I actually don't know what burned up. I don't know whose stuff burned up, but it seems to me the stuff that actually burned up that was most important was probably like the chess records and the unreleased Muddy Waters stuff and right. things that we'll never get a chance to hear again. I know there are copies of the REM stuff somewhere yeah. if the world finds it necessary to have all that stuff. Right. Well, they they are finding it necessary for a 25th anniversary release of the scary the scary record. Sorry, Thank you. Scott. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Wait, I had a follow up about oh, sorry, Universal sorry. Studios. Have you ever ridden that Jurassic Park ride? <laughs> no. Um, it's it's pretty terrifying. Yeah. Talk about scary. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, I I played their amphitheater. No, I didn't. I saw yeah. the Grateful Dead at their amphitheater. You did. Yes. In 1973, and it was great. And there was a fire and everybody was so high that they just kind of watched the firemen put it out and applauded. <laughs> um, That's not the fire that burnt up no, all no, of the no. recordings, is I it? I hope it wasn't the same one. Because um, you might have started that. No, I was just watching The Grateful Dead, and believe me, I was in no fit state to start a fire. <laughs> um, I believe you guys did play the universe. We did. They, they put a roof on it. When I, when right, I saw right. them, it had... It's a lot like it, this place. Yeah, it had no roof. <laughs> and it was uh, a really beautiful outdoor... Thing. And then when we played there, I was going, yeah, this place is totally cool. I saw the dead here in 72, and man, it's like you can see these fields and everything. Yeah. And we walked in and had a roof on it, so Bummer. I was really confused. Do you remember the first band that you ever saw live? Um, yeah, actually, I do. It was T-Rex. T-Rex? Really? That's Whoa! Great. But that doesn't quite count because the Doobie Brothers opened. The Doobie Brothers yeah. opened for T-Rex. Yeah, and the great thing, I, I, it was, you know, Atlanta had a fairly big gay scene. I was 14, and I pushed away to the front, and there was a bunch of people, young men, some of them in dresses, you know, when I was yeah. 14, and it was a little different for me, but it was like, that's cool. And Mark Boland sat down and did an acoustic set right in front of the stage, right a foot from me, and he was drinking this little glass, and he handed it out to the guy right there. Yeah. And the guy took a sip and handed it down. And that guy took a sip and handed it down and handed it to me and I took a sip and I drank it. Wow. And I went, wow, what's that? And the guy looks at me and goes, don't you know? That's Mark's favorite drink, red wine and Coca-Cola. So. Delicious. That might have been the first time I ever tried Barfarama. <laughs> it's called Calamocho and they, they dig it in Spain, so. Really? Yeah. All right. Um, I'll so try one tonight. It might have been the first time I drank red wine. It's certainly the only time I ever shared a cup with uh, Mark Bolin. And it all went on from there. That's amazing. Incredible. What an incredible first band to see. That's, yeah. yeah. My mom took me to see Jesus Christ Superstar before that, but I don't really <laughs> count it as I went with my mom. Yeah, it wasn't a real band. No, I was yeah. 12. My first band is Dead Letter Office. 
them right tonight, there. I've, I've tonight never, was I, the yeah, first. Yeah, tonight's time. the first band I've ever seen. You don't get on much. No. Oh no. Wow. <laughs> Wise. Wow. You got what? a question, what? bro? Sure. Wait, yeah, I, I do have to say, I'm getting a text, and we have another special guest. Oh. Is that? And it's even someone, not to, you know, kind of neg you or anything, but it's someone a little bit bigger than you, actually. I like tall people. It's okay. Okay, great. Uh, Dead Letter Office, are you ready for this? Because you're going to be doubly excited. Please welcome to the stage Todd Berry. <laughs> wow. Wow. Todd Berry, everyone. Todd fucking Berry. It's Todd Berry. Watch oh, your language. It's Todd Berry. You guys know how to build Don't a show. Don't say Todd. Huh? I like the build of the show. You have R.E.M. tribute band. You have someone from R.E.M. And you have someone who had four lines in Road Trip. <laughs> Do you right. know Todd, uh, uh, Peter? We have never met, I don't believe. We I, actually have you met. You have Where, met. Where did we meet? I have a picture of you on my phone. I actually showed it to you in Seattle. We oh. met in 1984. Oh, in 84. So, let me guess. We both had more hair then? We did. That's why it's hard sometimes. This is an extraordinary photo, as far as I remember. You were at, yeah, at a, I mean, it's were a, little, you at a party? It, we were after at a party a... in Boca Raton. After you played F.A. Oh, my God, yeah. Boca Raton. Yeah. No wonder I don't remember. I can't believe you forgot the Boca Raton gig. No, I remember the gig. I don't remember what <laughs> happened afterwards. Uh, this is what happened afterwards. Uh, if you've got the photo, I want to see it. I've, okay. You want to see it right now? Well, I mean, Bre is it, is it something No time could... like the present, Todd. Pull it out. That's gonna... Let's see that fucking photo. We want everyone to chant, Todd, pull it out. Todd, pull, pull it out. out. Todd, pull it out. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. Oh, great. Man. You know, you're all big talk, Todd Berry. I didn't know that I was going to be pulling out a, a photo out of podcast. Life is crazy, isn't it? Nobody really explained this whole podcast that is with people their thing. I'm still a little confused. You're still confused. Well, uh, do you remember something called the radio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tubes that glowed. Yeah, yeah it's Lone tubes. Ranger, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's all tubes. It's all the Lone Ranger, yeah. Um, do you remember the first song of yours that you ever heard on the radio? Was that a big thrill for you? Um, yeah, it was, it was, I think, Radio for Europe. And I, the first single was mastered really badly. And it was so depressing sounding next to the other stuff that I just want, I wanted to start crying. Oh, man. <laughs> um, and did you cry like a pussy? <laughs> No, I kind of, I might have shed a manly tear or two. One manly tear is okay. That's mm -hmm. fine. Yeah. That's fine. You Look, know, someone just texted me the picture. <laughs> really? texted you the picture? This is the world we From live in. Thank you very much. Someone in the audience? There it is. There it is. Wow. It's kind of, an, it might, you might be embarrassed to be in. Can we get the camera to zoom in on this? <laughs> well, oh, you're right over here. You're, you're able to do it, maybe. This is perfect for a 5,000 I'm going to bring seater. it over to them. That's so, I was in a, a band, and you, we handed you a flyer, and, and you shoved it down your pants. I can't believe I did that. I do remember that. I looked pretty good considering I've been up for four days. Um, how did they get that on the big... Yeah, let's, uh, I'm going to walk over to the uh, cameraman, and we'll see uh, if everyone can see it. But uh, this is a picture of Todd Berry, and how far back do I need to be? Like about here? This is a picture of Todd Berry and R.E.M. Check that out. Wow. Amazing. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> well, I hope that did your band some good. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> Um, you know, Peter, you talk about really loving to sequence uh, your albums. Is there, I don't know if you know this, but on the podcast, Scott and I have fussed with the sequencing of, of a couple of albums. and Every once in a while, a we'll listen to one of your records and go like, we would have, you know, sequenced it a little bit differently. I feel the same way about many of my records, too, so don't really? feel bad. Yeah. So it's okay. So, like, we have fun doing it, and we'll put it in different orders. But you like to do that for your records, right? Yeah, it was kind of my job for quite a long time until it was decided that it was no longer my job. And um, not saying that it got any worse, it just got a little different. Um, I kind of like, I don't know, I think, I, it's like doing a show, it's like, what's the singer got to say? My job is to stand there and make sure that whatever that guy's got to say, it's got to flow from one thing to the next and end up, you know, you start at the beginning, you end at the end, like yeah. almost everything you do. Sequencing is just the order that the songs go on. Adam, shut gets, up! They don't care. <laughs> They're not even listening. Yeah. No, it, it is. It is uh, really interesting. And there are one thing that REM did really well was finish albums. Had these big epic closers. Todd, anything to say about that? About sequencing? Sure. I leave it up to the band to do that. So you, you, I don't when try you to re I don't go out again and I'm go. Hey, I should take a stab at sequencing <laughs> this myself. But yeah. I do remaster albums. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's like, great. I, I will remaster an album on my own. <laughs> um, I remember you saying when you came on the show that you were a, a huge REM fan as well. Yeah, I just, I'm in the picture. That's right. <laughs> so that means you were a huge I'm not a REM Johnny fan. come lately. Yeah. Now, what, what year was that that you, that you saw uh, Hot uh, REM? I, could, I think that was 84. Okay. Reckoning era? Is that yeah, all right? Was it, was, who was with us? Was it Dream The DBs. The DBs, yeah. We did the Dream City and the DBs that yeah. year. Amazing. Still, still two great bands that are still kind of working. So. Yeah. Um, I think the, the band, Dead Letter Office, probably has some questions yeah. for Peter Buck, right? You've all, you probably have always wanted to ask him something, right? So, uh, you know, you're, uh, feel free to ask uh, a question over here. Now's your chance, guys. It could be about, like, different chords, like A minor. It could be about uh, album or song titles. It could be about sequencing. People seemed really interested in that. I'll explain it again if I have to. Peter, what is your favorite REM record? Wow! Oh. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, got a, I got an email from someone mentioning a song, and I didn't have any idea what the song was. So I went online and looked it up, and it was from our last album, Collapse Into Now. And, you know, I just didn't have any memory of the song or the album, so I played it, and I just kind of thought, you know, that's a great record to say goodbye. You know, maybe it's not our best record, but we knew it was the end, and we wanted to send, send it out to everybody. Great record. Great record. Yet, yep. the, in the Hall of Fame show, your amp was acting up. And at the end, you threw it off the stage. Yeah. And I was that was cool. And I was wondering what happened, what was going on. Well, you know, I mean, you sound check for five hours, and you have all these little nobodies running around fixing things. And the second you're on stage, your amp doesn't work. And anyone who's ever picked up one of those knows they weigh 80 pounds. I managed to get it about 10 feet off the ground and 15 feet out in the audience. It was really great. I mean, and you know, what else I was going to do? It's a rock or roll hall of fame. It's a bunch of bullshit. I mean, who cares? Great yeah. questions from Dead Letter Office. Amazing. <laughs> um, 
Now, I, I think uh, you guys were a very political band. You, you were very outspoken. And uh, we're similarly outspoken about politics on this show. Um, mainly, you know, sometimes I think that uh, uh, the commander-in-chief is a little more like the, the Cheeto-in-chief. I hate... Okay, that's about as far as we go. I don't, I don't get it, but yeah, that sounds pretty... He's, well, Cheetos are orange, oh, and he's sort right, of orange. Right, right, right. That's really funny. Um, but you, you grew up, you were like a teenager when Richard Nixon uh, stepped down, stepped out of office, and you had a band called Richard M. Nixon. Uh, how did that affect you as a teenager, and what do you think about what's going on now? I give you the floor to just let it rip. You know, as an old person, it's hard to get quite as enraged as a young person. You know, my main fear when I was 14 is that Richard Nixon was going to kidnap me, shave my head, send me off to Vietnam to die for a rich man's accident. And I look around now, I don't know. Honestly, my, my kids are 25, and I meet all kinds of 25-year-olds. They're, they're kind of amazing people, way more amazing than my generation was, certainly the ones before us. I, you know, I just, I just got to hope that... that that the good people win, you know? And the thing Kurt Vonnegut said, the last thing he said was, just be nice to each other. Yeah. Shut the fuck up for a second. Sorry. I think that that Sorry. is Sorry. such good advice. Sorry. Just be nice to people because life's too short to be curt and to like, you know, be mean to yeah, other people that you love. Shut, you know, the, was, shut okay, the fuck sorry. up. Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry, talking sorry. to Peter Buck. You stole I'm my sorry. fucking line. <laughs> Well, that's wonderful. Uh, uh, Todd? <laughs> Same question. Oh, what was the question? You had a band called Richard M. Nixon. I did. I did a, a band called Spiro Agnew. Spiro Agnew. Um, did you know that Spiro Agnew, the anagram for that is grow a penis? I'm sorry, what was that? The anagram for Spiro Agnew is grow a penis. Oh my God. Do you think that it's someone that's what she said. Like a suit. That is what she said. Look how happy that guy is. <laughs> I was making fun of you. Just, just so there's no. Just to be clear, clear about that. <laughs> Do you know anagrams for other people in politics? No, that was actually just. Um, I read it in National Lampoon when I was 13, and it stuck with me for many years. I really? Mean, it's a really good one. Yeah, it's, per it's like everything's there. Grow a penis. Yeah, grow a penis, Spiro Agnew. Spiro Agnew. Do you think he knew that about himself? It would explain a lot. Yeah, yeah. He was a real piece of shit, wasn't he? You know, you're not getting any laughs because nobody knows who he is. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, when I used to be kind of popular, my hotel room name was Richard M. Nixon, and I'd check into hotels, and not once did anyone even look twice. Yeah. And, that, you know, I mean, he was president. Yeah. And, you know, maybe check in a hotel in 1995 and go, yeah, Richard M. Nixon, please. Hmm, how do you spell that? It's like, wow. you know, like the fucking president. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. Uh, that's what's going to happen to all of us. We'll just drift away and fade away, and no one will remember anything we ever did. And uh, we will all be forgotten. <laughs> I'm three quarters of the way there now, and it's pretty good. <laughs> How many, people, how many people know who Richard Nixon is and was? Okay. How many people know what sequencing is? 
Well, More people know sequencing than Richard Nixon. And it might be because I just explained it. Yeah, you explained it. it, really it yeah. well. I can, I can re-explain. Is there anyone that didn't get it? Because I can... No? Okay. I'll, I'll talk about it after. We have a sequencing kind of mini forum after. All right, this is the part of the show where we take your questions. Does anyone in the audience have a question? Yeah, right there. She wants to hear my favorite memory associated with REM. Well, uh, I remember being a 15-year-old boy and seeing the poster to Chronic Town up on uh, my friend's wall, and I said, who, who is that? What band is that? And he told me it was REM, and I went out and bought it uh, the next day and, uh, you know, loved it, and uh, that uh, kind of changed the way that I viewed about music. Anyone else? Yes, right there. This one's for Peter. <laughs> I, I didn't hear it. He, he wants to know if you want to hang out with him and listen to R.E.M. You buying the drinks? Yeah, cool. But I'll meet you in the lobby right after. Done. Right there. She wants to know Ooh. out of all the subjects to make a podcast about why R.E.M. You know, I asked this guy that too. It seems really ridiculous. Yeah. But. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, well, I don't know that much about that much, um, but I know quite a bit about uh, this man's band, and I had to put it somewhere. My family did, was did you sick of hearing me talk about it. Did you consider up your butt? See, I, after the podcast is done, and you know we're, we're probably pl pretty close to finished, I am for the record, going to take all of the information and put it up my butt. And by the way, if you have not heard our, our show before, you also have a promise that if you ever win an Oscar, what are you gonna do with it? Do you remember? I don't remember. You're gonna, you're gonna take it and say, thank you to the Academy, I'm going to go put this up my butt. Oh, right. Right. Did I make that promise yes, on the show? Yes, you did. <laughs> so, I'd like to make great. that promise as well. <laughs> so you're making that promise? Yeah. Let, let's all join hands and say we, we will do that together. <laughs> all of us. I, unfortunately, have an actual shot at it, so yeah. no. Um, wow. Talk about chickening out. Wow. My uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing holds the toilet paper roll in my guest bathroom. Is it really? Yeah, but it's my guest bathroom, so the guests can enjoy the humor as well as myself. Wow. Those that have to use the bathroom at my house. I wonder how, how many photos of that have been taken. Uh, my niece calls it the toilet paper champion. It's <laughs> great. How many Grammys did you guys win? Uh, you know, you wore your pajamas to the Grammys, if yeah, I remember you know, correctly. I wouldn't go to the award shows because, honestly, I think they're all bullshit, and I hate them all, and it's not a competition. Um, Other than the Oscars, no, uh, well, the Emmys, they, um, the Tonys, and the Grammys, of course. Spike Guy's Choice Award. But I do, uh, the Blockbuster Awards, I remember, as being really those terrific. Those were cool. <laughs> but the guys in the band basically forced me to go, and I said, I'm not fucking going, I hate this thing. And they said, it really makes this look bad if you don't. So I said, okay, fine, I'm gonna wear my fucking pajamas. And everyone, okay, great. And I rolled out of the car in my pajamas and everyone took a look at me and their jaws dropped. And I was like, you know what? The fuck every one of you people in your tuxedos. The next, the next year we went and I wore a different set of pajamas that were even nicer than the others. And Michael 
in his all-out attempt to beat me, had rented a powder blue tuxedo with a cowboy hat. And we both get out of our separate limos and look at each other, and I don't know, I still think I, I had him beat. Wow. And you, of course, we were beat by Whitney Houston like a gong, so it really didn't matter what I wore. It's but amazing. when you think about it, you beat her in life, because you're still here. Oh, oh man. I, what? I never would have agreed to be your special guest if I knew you were going to go. That poor oh. woman. I like some of her records. Wow. It doesn't mean that I think that she should have beat us like a goddamn gong, but, you know, it wasn't her fault. It was all the idiots who vote for that crap. Right. Um... So how many did you win? It's like less than he 10 and more than care. two. <laughs> Scott. I'm interested. You know, I don't know if we ever won one for anything good. I think it was all like, you know, I mean, no, good. Yeah, you did. You know, it's like design or, you know. Oh, right. Or, you no, know. but you guys won for, for out of t- some stuff for out of time and losing my religion and stuff like Grammys. Yeah, yeah like best video or something, which I have nothing to do with. I, it, it doesn't really matter. All that stuff, it's in a closet somewhere. Yeah. And when I die, my kids are going to have to deal with it. And they're going to look at it and go, what is all this crap? And that's exactly what it is. I it's, don't. You, I don't. It's a Grammy. You, yeah. I think people, your kids, you want will, it. You can I was going to say, can I Do, have your Grammy? Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on. We can have it. I'm pretty sure I have enough for at least the two of you. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Sorry, we great. want it. I'll right, take cool. it. I met Whoa. you first, man. That's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, Todd, Todd, can you can come over and spend some time with it? I can hang out with Peter Buck's Grammys. Yeah. Wow. This is. We're going to take you up on this. Cool. Um, we just have one time for one last question, and uh, it it's, uh, takes a little bit of explaining, but Adam and I, uh, basically we started this podcast because we want the band Hariam to reunite and play a, a backyard barbecue in one of our houses, and basically... The reason for doing this is because we figure we can fit like about a hundred people into the uh, into our backyards. Charge like ten dollars a head. That's like a thousand bucks. That's real money. It's real money. So and so. But just to be clear, the money is for us. For the money's Scott for and us. I. Yeah, it's and, not for you. And the contract I saw also suggested that all publishing rights and ownership of the masters would go to you two guys also. And yeah, I mean, it there's would, some fine print that you don't even don't have to like, really don't worry about. about, it. Don't worry it, was about a, that. it was a very enticing offer. Yeah, it's just the, we were kind of yeah. busy that weekend. The best part about it is we will give you eight comps, two per band member. Andy Warholby will be one of mine. Is he still around? <laughs> I think he went the Whitney Houston route. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, then I, I only really need one. You only need one. Okay. One comp, great. So we've already talked to Mike Mills on the show, and he's agreed to it. You're the second REM member that we've talked to. What do you think about playing this backyard barbecue? Also, the set list is uh, written up by Scott and I. You guys yeah, have so no you, say. You will sequence the set yeah, list. Yeah. We will sequence the set list. And uh, it's it just putting the, the set list, what order the set list goes in is the yeah. sequencing. Shut, shut up, shut up. The, He's you. on the hook, shut Okay, up. sorry, sorry. I'll do audience warm-up for the show. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, that'll be part of it. I'm in. Okay. You're in! He's yeah. in! I'm in. This Amazing. is a verbal commitment in court vocal commitment. up. Well, Adam and I want to thank our guests. First of all, Todd, what a treat. Todd Barry, thank you. Have you come out here and blow everyone away. Thank what you a treat for coming to, uh, up. You have some shows. To, you're opening for TIG tomorrow, is that I right? I am, in this very venue. In this very venue. Yeah. Uh, I want to uh, uh, thank uh, our band, Dead Letter Office. Uh, Dead so Letter wonderful. Office. 
Uh, you're going to play uh, another song here with us. And Peter, Peter Buck, everyone. Peter Buck, Peter thank you so much. Buck. Peter, will you play this song with, uh, with the band? Peter's going to play one last song. We want to thank everyone so much for uh, coming out to see us. This has uh, uh, been a really fun fun time. Yeah, this has been great. You guys, thank you for com coming out and actually filling this place. This is crazy. This is crazy. Thank you very much. So we'll see you soon. And until then, we hope that you found what you're looking for. Bye.